good sis. <laughs> Lug Does this nut. computer have a catalytic converters? <laughs> Fixed it. <laughs> and then it was, it was literally just refresh the page and turn yeah. the thing on and off. No, Isn't come that, on, that's dude. The there most, was way more things than that. Smash most, it. I noticed that about technology. That That is by far the most annoying aspect of the technological world we live in is software. Because... Uh-huh. It, it continues to update, but, All the time. but none of these companies are talking to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, right now we're using a Rode microphone. There's no, like, software in it. Mm-mm. You plug the thing in, and it's going to work every time. In 40 years, as long as, like, the mechanics and the hardware of the thing are in good shape and they don't fray out, mm-hmm. it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But my iPhone 12... In six years is not going to work anymore. Two years. I give it six. Three years for a phone for me. And then they just start crapping out. Because of the software, not the hardware. No, the hardware is great. But if you don't update it, then you're good. Yeah. But there's also the like, don't update like a laptop and your shit should work as long as you don't really mix up your stuff. But if you try to introduce something new, you're screwed for sure. Exactly. That's a bugger. I've heard this... uh, from I was either like a recording professor I had when I first went to college because I did go to college for a year, boys. Let's write wow, that down. Dude, that's yeah. why you're so smart. Huh? Believe that. <laughs> um, Crazy. And he was like, "Get your studio the way you like it. Don't update it. Get everything like to where it needs to be, and then never change it." Yeah. Because if in three years I go and I get like. A new interface. Yeah. Well, the software that I'm going to need for that to work is probably not going to be compatible with the MacBook Pro that I bought three years ago. It will not be. Yeah, it's so annoying. And that's what we've just been dealing with for the last two hours. We already have... It's, it's, we've been I'll, the, take, I'll, I'll take your responsibility, man. Like A lot of it's my own ignorance to this stuff as well. So you're trying to teach me from 3,000 miles away across screens and yeah. i'm just like yeah. dude no but it's mean, not i can like that. take direction but i'm, it, I'm ultimately it, it's not idiot. that because i'm very savvy when it comes to technology and i still run into the same problems that you just ran into it's true where yeah. you you come up you've done nothing all you did was turn the laptop off yeah and then turned it back on and for some reason the driver from the headphone amp that your Aunt Lucy got you four years ago that you were like, oh, this is working fine three hours ago, just like updated somehow without you knowing. And because that little headphone amp company doesn't communicate with Mac and Apple doesn't open source their iOS, nobody knows like what's going to be compatible when they release new software. So it's just a clusterfuck. Open open source your iOS. I've seen that movie. So I, well, I, I've done that sexual yeah. position before. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I think what that means because I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think what open source means is like all of all I don't know what it means. Like all of uh, some college, Jules. Some college, so, well, a yeah, year. Yeah. Let's be reasonable here, okay? Nice. Not Ben Both Franklin. Uh, um, Tesla open sources all of their patents. So they make it like open to the public, which is unheard of. Very few businesses will like go get the like take the amount of time and energy and effort and money to get a patent because it's super hard in our country to do it, and then just allow anybody to see that patent so they can recreate it. Mm. That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Apple doesn't do that with their software. Apple is like tradition, very lit- litigious. Sure. Doesn't, doesn't that mean like Sue happy? I don't know. Lit- lit- litigious? You're the one who had a year of college, dude. We got a painter and a wombat over here. <laughs> You're the one that used conglomerate in a sentence. Conglomeration. <laughs> Conglomeration. <laughs> yeah, before we got on this podcast, so litigious dropping vocab words. <laughs> Wrong. A litigious just means like they take people to court a lot. They tr- they sued Samsung. Samsung did something wrong in their uh, software, meaning like the back end of of the coding in like your iPhone. Mm. They they can have patents on that code combination. Sure, of course. <clears throat> I ha- of course. Yeah. You, I had no idea. You so, patent everything. I grew up with a kid whose dad patented the milk carton. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really? Speaking of where you grew up, I was just in Santa Barbara this last weekend. Yeah. It's so hard to think that you grew up there. How good is this? It's how crazy. Is Hold it, the mic it? up to your mouth so people can understand you. How good is this? There you go. <laughs> do you uh, do what, what, better? Why? why? Why is that, Alan? Why, why do you say that? Just because it's like, that's where, I mean, that's just where every rich person who makes it in Hollywood moves to santa barbara or like has a house there it's like it's old uh-huh. hollywood it's like an old hollywood retreat lost trustafarians it's crazy it's a crazy city it's like well it's like the one percent and then down to just like not yeah you know like the disparities gigantic. yeah there's like oprah and then my parents house which is yeah. not great but in a great place it right. was like i mean the I location's think, I thought, epic yeah it's a great house yeah, it's a house for sure. But I mean, it's not like right. I understand grow. what Alan's saying, and I totally know yeah, what yeah. you mean as far as the like. It realizing that situation later in life was like a big shock to me. Well, what's funny? Let's not not funny, but what's crazy to me is that for my my own personal standings, like being in Seattle, sure, right? Like I moved to Seattle as a broke kid, yeah, and then like started making a little bit of money, and I was like. I have to make so much more money mm-hmm. in order to survive in this city. Totally. And like when I decided at one point, I'm going to be a musician. This is going to be a thing that I'm going to do. And I'm going to make as big, as large or as small of a living as I possibly can. But I saw the ceiling. Like I saw the ceiling is like late night TV shows, you know, global tours. Sure. And I'm going to be situated, bro. Yeah. And then. I'm living in Seattle. I'm like, I'm so far from situated. Totally. I can can afford a studio apartment and... And It's it's only gotten worse in the last... Since you lived there in the last five, six years. It's gotten insane. Exactly. So, and then, so I guess my perspective is thinking about where you grew up in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And like my experience with like being in Seattle, starting to finally make money and still being like, oh my God, I need to make like... Tens of millions of dollars. But it was the situation of my parents, like, coming from New England. They haven't had $1,000 in their bank account their whole life. They they lived to live there. Right. Like so their perspective was, we love this location so much. Yeah, like, their, their entire, like, 
living wage went into just surviving in Santa Barbara and like having a home there. Yeah, it's wild. And raising you. And raising, you know, and yeah, and my sister and I were never wanting for anything. I mean, we definitely didn't have the best of the best, but they definitely did whatever they could. We were very involved and cared for. Yeah, it's so cool. See, because my, I guess I'm, I, I love Seattle. Location, like there's no better city. It's a great city. But when I, when I was coming up, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to like, put money like plan for the future yeah we never took trips to stad or anything you know what i mean there was no like vacation (laughs) plans you never went to that never went to catalina islands i did catalina but it was paid for by the school hey nice (laughs) nice dude wine mixers they got dolphins there they got dolphins there they got dolphins there uh well how good's this fellas Sound the buzzer, sound the alerts. How good's this? How do you know it? it How could you tell? Could you tell? Did you know? Check this out, guys. Speaking of Seattle and places that we grew up, the Mariners Mm. just just officiated Bark at the Park Night. Nice. Which is uh, you bring your dogs to the stadium and you hold them up like Simba from The Lion King and they play good old Elton John's. So everybody, did you get in free if you brought your dog? I hope so. I don't know. I don't know like what happened. I just like, you know how they have like bobblehead nights and stuff like that? Right. Bark at the park. Like it sounds like a mess. Sounds awful. I mean, it was did definitely they, a mess. I hope people tip yeah. the cleaners. Did they yeah. discontinue? <laughs> did they discontinue hot dogs for that specific game? Because that feels I inappropriate. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many dogs died that night. Like, I, it's like it doesn't sound like it's a very uh, like sensible thing to do. To it sounds dangerous. Dogs to an arena, all right? Like bringing but Ricky to beautiful. an arena. I was just thinking that, dude. Ricky in a, like bringing Ricky first of all outside the house yeah. anywhere yeah. is a treacherous. <laughs> but bringing her to a a stadium full of other dogs and kids. Oh my god, that sounds like yeah. a mess. Yeah, it does. It Where does, did they poop and pee? Who knows? <laughs> on on their on their owners' laps. I guess. You know what's you know what's funny <laughs> is when you when, normally when you go to a a park like a ballpark, you can't re-enter. You can't yeah. like leave the, the the park and then re-enter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they just like. Everybody watched about three innings, and then they all left because they couldn't get back in with their dog. Yeah. They had to go take them to the to the yeah. sidewalk to take a douche Some big power wash bill. Yeah. I think the Instagram or video, whichever video I saw of this thing, uh, is literally the, like, 10-second moment where everybody's holding up their dog. Like, it was all for an Instagram video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, was it during you know? a regular game, or was it, like— Yeah, it was during a game. And like, there's literally ten thousand dogs there, and they're like, some people are holding up their golden retrievers, like a eighty-five pound dog, <laughs> just like falling <laughs> over with it. Ted throws his back out, holding up yeah. Bark Canyon. Those dogs were so confused. <laughs> Plus, like, hold on, like, I mean, how dangerous is that, anyways? With the, you know, like playing fetch, if your golden retriever. <laughs> right, runs sees onto the a, field. Sees a baseball flying through there, like it's Dude. definitely dive bombing the dome. Oh, yeah, it, ah, damn I, it, we got another dog on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I, like, I was mostly uh, excited about it happening because it looked so cool. But I was also excited to talk about it because I, I'm like, 
just thinking of the sensibility behind doing that and having the owners of the stadium or the people responsible for taking care of the stadium, like what did they have to go through to deal with that kind of situation? It sounds awful. It's, um, it doesn't sound, uh-huh. I mean, but listen, owning a dog in a city like Seattle anyways is in my personal opinion, like hectic kind of, mm. even yeah. in where I live, like, we got two dogs and I'm like, this is so irresponsible. Not so irresponsible. I mean, fuck it. Like, what? What are you gonna do? But yeah, you got you got property out here. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, you your dog has space to run around. Too much space. Our our dogs. Like, I mean, I'm a relatively conscious dog owner. Yeah, and there's, you don't we have still don't exercise our dogs as much as they should be exercised. Like, we got a kid. We yeah. got lives. Yeah, we got well, jobs. When we, take, when we take Ricky on a run, dude, she like is struggling hard so you know you try to exercise her chunks a little better but it's it's tough <laughs> to exercise those dogs yeah. even yeah. when you want to yeah i mean we're um, almost done with wedding season out here is, so you'll be able to mean? bring well they can't uh, bring all, the, goose bring shits the everywhere as it is we can't have more dogs out here because laura's cleaning up dog poop where they set up chairs all fucking weekend uh, yeah, so yeah. having yeah. more dogs shitting where people pay eight thousand dollars to watch someone get married isn't nice. No, it's not. It's not a good look. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially when it you, you can't, can cut that out. Especially when you can't tell if it's either human or <laughs> dog poop. Personal. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I, I'm not interested in in having a dog. Similarly to like I mean where where I'm at currently with kids. Kids is a different story altogether. But like dogs, especially in New York, I don't know. Like I like dogs, but I like being uncle to dogs. I don't like. Dude, don't, don't get a own. dog. Same thing. Don't New get York. a dog I'm in not. New York. Bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I have no interest in it at all. I see so many people that have dogs out here and it just seems unfair it's just like you know i dated a girl who had a dog and and she was actually a great dog owner she would she was very conscious of taking it to the park and uh walking like she would leave you know she wouldn't stay out late because she had to go tend to her dog and it was just like cool but you know ultimately she had to leave all the time and like go take care of it's a huge huge unnecessary responsibility um i mean granted like the 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 the, no, it is like if you have a dog, it's a very necessary responsibility. Yeah. But like, you don't need a dog. You I know? could never not, not have a dog again, though. But I know what you mean. Really? You, you think you always not? like after like? I can't. I don't. I've I wanted one since forever, and I was finally allowed to because it was the same reason. Laura's like, you're gone eight months a year with Al. Right. You're not going to be here to raise the dog. But luckily, at that time, we had roommates that also were like, "Ooh, we have a dog. I'd want another dog." So we kind of like lucked into that. Yeah. But I don't think I'd want to go without having a dog, but that's probably because I'll just not have roommates and I'll just like You're saying you don't want to go without. You always want to have a dog. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, see I'm opposite now. I don't ever want a dog again. Well, you got a kid. Even before, dude, like a year and just having a dog. <laughs> a year and having a dog. I was like, I'm over this. Whatever. I dude. love my dogs. Like they're yeah. great. You don't have get a me wrong. Tequila shots and you and Bookie Bookie are cuddled up on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Dude, don't get me wrong. That's amazing. Like I love it. But it's it's a responsibility, right? Like my vehicles, you know? Yeah. You have a vehicle that like you constantly have to take to the shop and it constantly costs you money. Yeah. And you're like, this doesn't serve the purpose that I want it to serve, which is I want it to take me from point A to point B. And yeah. I want it to sit in my driveway. And I, whenever I go and turn the key, it turns on. Dogs, cars, they're not – unless you get like a car that is super expensive, it's right. going to constantly break down. It's an annoying thing. Dogs, the same thing. Like you, 
you got to clip the nails. You got to clean up the hair. You got to clean the poop. You got to take them for walks. You're traveling all the time. You got to pay money to have them sat. You know, it's like, I don't, it's such I, a responsibility. That's I don't so think people, annoying. I don't think people, when they're getting dogs, are thinking pragmatically. I think they're Nobody just does, thinking yeah. emotionally. And like, there's this like de- deficit emotionally in their life that where they're just like, and I'm not speaking for everybody, like people love animals and like want to, you know, maybe adopt animals or save animals, do whatever. There's a million ways to go about yeah. it. Well, you're speaking, like, you're speaking right to me. That's, I thought about it emotionally. I didn't think about both Taz and I thought about it emotionally, not pragmatically. Yeah. I remember calling my mom. I was like, mom, we got a dog. She's like, and her first words are, you're an idiot. Why? Yeah. Because like I I travel 10 months a year. Yeah. And like in order for me and Taz to have a relationship, I got to be like, babe, you want to come out on the road every so often and see me? Yeah. And bro, do you know how expensive it is to get like dog sitters? You got a difficult dog too. Yeah, Yeah. We got a difficult dog. We got all dogs are difficult. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> they're difficult. Steve just babysat. I I uh, am am very grateful for my relationship to all my friends because I'm getting to see them raise dogs, raise kids, have marriages firsthand. And not to say that I'm like I'm not doing it because I'm watching my friends do it, but I'm getting a firsthand look at it from my perspective. That I like I'm not participating in any of those things. Certainly, having a dog is is in my in my opinion something that I'm not interested in at all not because i don't like dogs at all but just because i see that like i lived with you alan for seven months and i you know we took ricky to the vet five times during that and it was like a chunk of change that you were dropping every time you went and obviously like she and she needs that you know but it's just like yikes man I don't well, think if, I could. if you do get a dog, if you do get a dog, if you end up deciding at some point in your existence to buy an animal that happens to be of the canine descent. Do your best to buy one that hasn't been inbred for 4,000 generations. Because Ricky Lake is, she should be like, it's an, it's an inhumane creation, yeah. Ricky Lake. I love the, her to pieces. She's literally the light of my life. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I can't. I, I, I love her. I know I, you do. I, know I you love do. the bookie bookie. Yeah. I love flipping her on her back and tickling them goodies. Yeah, yeah. for but, sure. Tickling but, them goodies. But she's she's a she is a natural disaster. She's like <laughs> no thing like that would ever exist in nature. If you put her out in the wild for a night, she would be done. She'd be done. Uh. I mean, so, I, come you, on, chunk. I, yeah. You'd always solicit. You'd always solicit Ricky on me when she'd be coming up and trying to like lick my shins, and she'd like be I know, sitting right fun. down on me. She'd smell like her fuck, dude. Her breath it was. because <laughs> so she had a. It's because she had. She had Out. a meteorite of shit in her body yeah. when you were it was over coming out of all of her oils. That's true. She's better oh now. No, she's still. And you'd be stinks. like, you'd be like, she still dude, Julie, She's just let dirty. Her, let her lick you, dude. Let her kiss you. Just let her kiss you on. The, let her tongue you, dude. Just give it to her. Come on, try it out. We'd be like sitting there watching a movie at like two o'clock in the morning, and she'd be like, let her do it, dude. Just let her fucking, let her lick your eyeballs. Let her lick inside your eyelids, dude. Come on, just give it to her. She wants it, dude. Just give it to her. I was like, no chance, dude. This sucks. God. She's like staining my face with her scent. <laughs> the aroma hurts. 
Yeah, she's she's a she's an interesting special girl. Man. Special. This is girl. what I love. This is what I love. These types of conversations where you like talk about all the things that are awful, and you're like, "But I love her. She's so good. She's the this is the best." This no, the I mean, like, isn't that? Isn't, I love Ricky. Yeah, isn't that? I, a, I said, "Why?" Isn't that an honest regard to like love, <laughs> though? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if I like. We could all sit in a circle, and if we were if we were hyped up enough on honesty medication, uh-huh. we'd be like. Yeah, dude, this part of you sucks. For sure. <laughs> this thing you do fucking sucks, bro. Oh, like, yeah. quit being a fuckboy on the internet. You know, like, quit, mm. look at, you know, whatever. Oh, I suck for sure. And But then we'd be like, but dude, God, I love you so much. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's yeah. just love. It's just how it yeah. is. It's just like... I was actually I was actually just thinking about that today where, where you, uh, Alan, actually, like, got came down on me when I was with you because I was on my phone so much. And I was, like, conscious of that today in thoughts of coming back and being like i'm not going to do that this time around because that was your that was i think the when you're talking about like having the truth the truth drug coming out Mm -hmm. it's like for sure like we would have plenty of things to say about each other and uh i remember that being like something that you were kind of like getting really irritated with me at and uh and i'm not going to do that this time and if I do, you have you both have the right to punch me in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> Saying it now. But if that, I'm abusing it. That love I'm just doing it normally. That love grows with those feelings though and thoughts and emotions. You wouldn't have those if you didn't care at all. I you just so. you yeah. know, you yeah, just right. it's brush con- it off. You're like, why, it's, why is it worth my time? It's funny because nowadays we're presented with so many different human relationships than we can we can actually manage. So we like we have opinion on, you know, what people are doing in Idaho with, you know, whatever their politics are. Right. Because we have the capacity to because we have so much information about what's happening all over the world. Right. There's like a select few of people that we probably should we should utilize our intention towards like thinking about their lives. Right. So, Jules, you stay in my house. And I'm like, we're working together on projects and, you know, when we were open, like, you know, you're going through a breakup. You were you were drinking, which I don't think that fits your personality that great. Right. Makes you anxious. You're kind of already prone to anxiety. And you're going through a breakup. You're starting a new podcast. You're like, I'm getting attention from these honeys. So you're just, you're just flipping the scrolls, bro. You're just on the gram. Like, you were on the gram, like, can just, you're on. You're on it full time. And it was, yeah, there was moments where I was just like, bro, we can't, we're not going to get anything done. You keep checking your phone every five minutes. Yeah. That, in that situation, in that scenario, that's a, that's a positive execution of energy. Totally. But it's, what's interesting is how nowadays we're, like me personally, I'm propelled towards executing that same type of energy for like literally my best friend yeah which is reasonable i'll i'll be like i think it's reasonable for me to execute that energy towards a bunch of like meta strangers that i have no connection with like that's so weird to me i there's not necessarily a point with that through line but do you guys have do you know what i'm talking about does that happen in your life where you're attempting to try to express that like I've got this opinion about certain ways that people I don't know are living, and I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, like talking inconsequential shit about something you don't believe in is just kind of like talking about that. Talking shit. You're just talking shit, but if you're talking to a friend about it, 
you're like, okay, well, that's to their face. That's either constructive or not, but they're going to give me their feedback. But I trust that they'll be there to at least hear me. Totally. And in regards to what we were talking about that day, like I think there was something that I pulled from that, uh, the expression that you gave to me, which was like, I'm, I'm kind of fucking irritated because we're trying to do something here and you're just like sitting there looking at your phone. One, I know that you uh, aren't necessarily one that loves confrontation. So that to you probably took energy that you had to like kind of get, get out of your system that wasn't enjoyable for you. And two, I recognized that it was stupid in of itself. Like I didn't, I was, I almost walked, I, I walked away with that being like, I'm kind of ashamed because I know I'm conscious that I shouldn't be doing this as it is. Like I should be focused on what I'm trying to accomplish and do. Um, and so overall it was like good of you to say it. And I think as you get closer and develop your friendships, you're more capable of, of, of having those types of conversations of, of being able to press each other like that in those honest ways and be like, Hey dude, like check your fucking self, like get it together. Let's go. Come on. Let's like move. Let's keep going. Um, and you, you did that for me. And I was just like, you're right. You know, I wasn't like, oh, dude, like this is because it wasn't important and it was just dumb. Yeah. What's funny is how, and I don't know if it's a, my personality trait it probably, I mean, I'm sure it's like an accumulation of a lot of different things, but I, I envy people who can not take criticism, but have an exchange with their human. I see this a lot on the East coast where there's exchanges in like, smack Hey dude, talk. it's not even smack talk. It's just like get telling them as it is like, Hey dude, you're, you're doing this and it's annoying. And the other person's just like, ah, whatever F you, you know, but at least it's out in the open. Yeah. Right. Like, I and, and I don't know if that seems to be a, a West Coast trait, and I, I hate it to break it down to binary like that because it's sure. it's an ignorant thing to do. But sure, but there's definitely a passive aggressive vibe there, out here versus like just straight up getting it out there. Exactly. Yeah, and I envy that about people who are able to do it. Taz is m much better at doing that than I am. She's very much just like if she feels well to me. I think to other people, she's not comfortable doing that, especially like other people who are American because she's kind of picked up on that trait, which is like the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, like passive aggressive vibe. Yeah. But she's naturally prone to be like, to tell me what she's feeling and doesn't put any icing on it. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's more, I think that's useful. That's useful. And how I receive it, how we receive that sort of criticism, that's our own personal issue. Sure. You know, totally. like how we receive, like, you know, if you were in that moment to get butthurt about me being like, hey, dude, we're doing a project here. Get off your phone. That's your own fault. Of course. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. But well, I think I think also like as empaths, we <clears throat> assume that we're supposed like that means we're supposed to be kind to each other and we're supposed right. to be like polite and not confrontational but it actually it's the opposite like be truthful be you know be be real with one another and and express what is happening when it's happening if you're actually an empath the way that you consider yourself to be one then what you did to me was right and appropriate and and i think you know like what you just said if i were to come combat that and be like oh fuck you dude like bullshit that's my that's on me um and and so I'm glad that I recognize. Yeah, that. and, like, and oh, in yeah, that moment, course. and in that moment, how you sent it back to me, right? 
So to even take it a step farther, if I were to say something and then you were to go screw you, if I'm a Julian, like you're, 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 you're on your phone too much. It's messing up our flow. And then you were to come back at me to go F you, dude, you don't know shit. How I receive that is also my fault. So if I just be like, look, it's out in the open. Like I did my due diligence, just putting it out there and saying how I feel. I'm not going to catch your, your defensiveness and heighten it even more. I'm just going to go, cool, whatever. Like it's a two way street. It's it's a, it's like a catch and release sort of system that you have to be either really just hardened to it and not care or, or be very precise about how you interact in those situations. But, uh, yeah, bringing well, Ricky Lake to the fucking Mariners game. Talk about hell. <laughs> yeah. No, just to, just to uh, button up that last statement. I think like it's it's a testament to friendship, you know, and it's and it's cool and it's hard and and friendship can be difficult to navigate a lot. Yeah, absolutely, of times. Um, and and it's awesome because I think you know the farther along we get, we're becoming more conscious of like what we each need as individuals and and figuring out how to articulate that with each other that's really important especially as we like continue to try to like have a working relationship as well as a relationship relationship and just like a living relationship um so it's cool and it's you know a lot of trial and error but i think we're doing pretty righteous job fellas we're getting you we're getting you a metro pc flip phone when you come out here to spokane (laughs) bro I say all of that to say that I will, I'm like gonna be like a lot more conscious of that. I don't like that. I don't like that part about me, you know, being on my on my phone so much. But I don't think I'm alone in that. You know, I think no, a lot of people a, feel it, that same way. It's a it's a symptom of our culture's you know placement where we're at, and it's fucking shitty. But, it's it's so it's such an interesting catch twenty two because you know we've developed as adults with these devices in our hand and. I don't know very many people's uh, revenue streams that aren't directly connected to the amount of time you spend on the internet. Like regardless of if you're in banking or if you're in real estate or if you're in insurance selling, like being on and utilizing the internet towards connecting to a, a clientele service is vital. And so you're naturally like, compelled to be on this thing but you know it's like god it's like anything that can be entrapping right it's like having a wine with dinner is like totally doable and actually healthy for you in a lot of respects right but drinking three bottles of wine after dessert you know it's like a diminishing return after a while and i think that's the same thing with the internet it's like we live in a day and age where what you constrict how you like cut yourself off is what we're dealing with right it's like how good you are at disciplining yourself from okay i know i'm just scrolling tiktok right now and i'm not getting any like personal value from this yeah uh isn't the worst when you actually become aware of that and you continue doing it (laughs) you're like oh i mean that's i know this is brain melting right business that i'm tending to right now but i'm not stopping yeah yeah <laughs> like you you pay attention to it and you just keep going 
That's, I, I have that happen sometimes when I'm like falling asleep or something, which is so bad. Like the last thing I see is just my screen. Like I, I sometimes have out of body experiences with myself while I'm just like laying on my bed and I like will see myself just like with my face glowed up on my bed, like laying. And it's just like, what are you doing? Dude? Do you ever, do you ever have dreams about being on your phone? I don't know. Probably. I, I've never had any dreams I I, about being on my phone. Yeah. I can't, I can't think about that. I, or, I mean, I can't. I can't picture or recall. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never for as for as often as we utilize this device, um, and for as connected to it as we are, I never have dreams about it. No, me either. Go and fall into your subconscious. Yeah, I don't think I do either. It's weird. That's an interesting deep dive. Yeah, like why? That's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people that I don't know. It's it's such a small. It's such a small, uh, like, object to keep track of in your dreams that you probably have, like, have phone on you, but it's like never, it's never the subject of the actual overarching dream that you're having, right? So, like, you remember dreams being, oh my god, we like went on this crazy adventure, and I, I was falling, or like my teeth were falling out, or I was <laughs> running from the cop, whatever. I yeah. guess that's this is I'm telling you guys about my fucked up dreams but um, uh, <laughs> my teeth are falling out it's so specific <laughs> have you ever had those dreams i no i've never had teeth Oof. falling out i've had like never um teeth, no. oh man running and not being able to run like really mm. wanting to get away from something mm. and not having the capability yeah. that happens to me a lot yeah i've recently like have just like really violent dreams really yeah like i'm just like going postal Oh no! Yeah, you it's are? weird. I am. Yeah, I'm just like uh, mad, and there's like a bunch of people that need to get their comeuppance, and I'm gonna give it to them. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> and I wake up, and I'm just like, "What? Is, this is not me. I'm not. I don't know Crazy. what it is. Like, it might be that I'm just having too much meat before I go to bed, or something. Like, I, I, don't know. I think about well, my maybe also just because of the state of the world, man, that we're living in, and like what's going on, you know, with everything. You know, you really you know, pay attention to things. And, it, you know, maybe there is some shit that you're pissed about because of the way that things are right now. So it's not like it's that hard to read into, but, uh, but yeah, that, that is interesting that you've been having those. Um, yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. Those te- the teeth, the teeth falling out. I can't believe you guys haven't had that one. No. It's so off. Like they, they don't fall out. They like start like chipping away and like oh fall, like goodness. little pieces like you're just like spitting out little pieces like constantly <laughs> and they keep coming and then wow. you just have like these little jagged nubbins Ugh. and you're just like oh my god like i can't i can't talk and just keep spitting out more and more teeth it's it's off yeah i mean i have That's reoccurring really dreams but nothing like that what are your reoccurring dreams they're usually just like uh i have one where i get hit by a train which is weird mm-hmm uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die by falling downstairs. I have that one a lot. Do and you then, ever- and then one, the main one's like it's like a weird like beach college town, but it's like a bunch of friends. But we're just like on an adventure, like the Hardy Boys or something. And that one's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Nice. Do you ever have nightmares where um, me and Julian put you on multiple group texts? It's just a living nightmare <laughs> that I have to fucking suffer through. I don't dream of that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever get a text from Steve, it's always the best. It's such oh, a it's, a, it's either a glass of milk or a <laughs> yeah. yaw. No, or like I'll a, tell you the yaws. I'm not conscious for. <laughs> oh no, I know. Like this morning, I woke up. If I text uh-huh. you before 
1 p.m. I know it's most likely you're not conscious yeah, for a reply. Like I didn't realize that I wrote uh-huh at all to that text <laughs> thread today until I got up and was like, what? Yeah, because what happened? Because when I was like, be there, be there at noon. It was like two seconds after you said, uh huh. If I'm like, start at one, yeah. And then, uh, and then when you came, like, you're like, sorry, dude, I just saw this. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you texted me two seconds before it. I, I yeah. was dreaming. He's I was out. in a dream state. He's in a college town, been- dude. Doing doing hood rat shit with his friends. Yeah, jumping down fire poles and flicking <laughs> noses. <laughs> Have you been using your CPAP machine? I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, really? I was no, say, it's a process, but I. It's confirmed that I'm getting one, and I have. Uh, I just have to fill out some paperwork, and they're gonna mail it on over. Dude, don't cool. don't get if they send you one that like doesn't work, don't give up. You no, need no, to no, get no, the no. one that works because I think you need this big time. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I haven't slept right in 20 years, but they're gonna send me the machine that insurance is covering, and then I'm gonna accessorize. What do you mean if you don't get the the right one? It's not like it's a like I think his. Like I think nice they're gonna send him like I think they're gonna send him like a Ford Focus, and I think Homeboy needs a Bentley. <laughs> Homeboy needs a fucking like he needs a Bentley. First of all, he sleeps on his face. I need a seven forty seven. Yeah, you need like you need a J five, and they're gonna send you a Horizon Air nineteen seventy two. Yeah, blue <laughs> spirit. Yeah. <laughs> The recalled spirit airplanes. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to send me some and we'll figure it out. I mean, I'm just happy that it, it's been a year process and it's like I'm, I'm glad it's just finally getting done. And yeah. luckily, I, I know a few people that have the machines that, that have them pretty streamlined. Our friend Greg. <laughs> yeah, Gregory. Has severe, has severe <laughs> sleeping problems. Yeah. He doesn't so- use a machine though. He has one. He got prescribed a CPAP machine, he and he just never use used it. Yeah, I'll use it. That's what I'm saying. Like you got to stick to it. You got to go. You got to go in. Well, he, yes, Greg didn't use it. I think because of the road and his insecurities about sharing a room and fucking breathing into this machine. It's two, he had the like big old face mask. Yeah, I mean, which which listen, if you have diabetes, okay, yeah. and your doctor's like, hey, boy. You're, we're going to cut your legs off if you don't do the thing. And then you're like, it's kind of inconvenient. Yeah. Like, I think that sleep is that important that if you get prescri- if you're waking up 12 times an hour. Yeah. Bro, like, you're, I hate to say it on air, but you're fucked. For sure. Our, we all know this. You got to get that, <laughs> you got to get that CPAP, baby. You got to get your sleep right. I think, I think that would be such a game changer. If you, mm. got, are you not breathing right now? Are you holding your breath right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? yeah. Seven Steve. deep breaths a day. Just, just went unconscious. That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to get I'm excited too. And I'm going to, yeah. And, and I wonder. To get used to it, I'm going to have three bottles of wine and watch nice. dogs being held up at Mariners Stadium and nice, then pass dude. out. Did they, uh, yeah, I want to dive back into the Mariners. Like, what did they do? Like the seventh inning stretch or anything? Was it like the seventh inning? That's what I was assuming. Yeah, is it? Was I like, mean, even if they did that, they would still have to. Like, they're all just holding their dogs on their laps. Like, I'll put a little, I'll put a little clip up of this in the thing. Okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're people just, there with like their Saint they're just Bernard's. holding their dogs. So like you know, it it's cool for the moment to get a little video of it, but it, I don't know when they did it at what point in the game. But either way, that's like a three and a half hour game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, baseball so, games I'm aren't curious. short. 
No, they're These long. Well, that's why I'm curious if it's like if they just like let a bunch of people in during like warm ups or something, and then they were like, "Now you got to go. A, we're bringing other people in." It's a full stadium. It's like full a 360 stadium, view of the stadium. Yeah, that's insane. Did they insane. have to buy a ticket for their dog, or like the dog came free? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the whole thing you have to buy a ticket for your question. You got to buy a ticket for your dog if you bring him on plane. You got paid. No, I bet you got like a discounted huh. ticket if you brought your dog. It was probably something that they were just trying to do to be like, you know, like I don't know. It's great. Speaking of know. the Mariners, they're actually having a good season this year. I think they're Are like they? two games behind first place. Wow. Yeah, it's been a minute wow. since wow. the Mariners. That's not first games. place. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 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 have they are are they deep in the seas? Uh I think so. Yeah. I mean like uh I don't know where they're at in the season. Their season's long. I mean like they play what 180 games or something crazy I like mean, that. I mean yeah, I think it's 156 mm. regular season That's games. Crazy, dude. That's nice. Will you take me to a Seahawks game while I'm home, Alan? Nope. Come 165? on, 165, dude. I don't fucking know. It's it's like, yeah, it's like over It's a lot of games. People that are like baseball's whatever whatever whatever. It's like these guys play like Five games, five three and a half hour games a week. Exactly, yeah. With yeah. travel, like that's some physical shit. Yeah, right. Wild. Yeah, it's people like wrestling's fake. Yeah, I don't care if you play five games and run around a soccer field. It's five games a year. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just talking shit. No, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm <laughs> with you. Let's, like Alan. let's go there. Let's go there. It, it is incredibly taxing. Just simply the travel. Like regardless of how good you're traveling, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they get their own plane. Yeah, like, bro, like they're still traveling. Just getting on a plane and mm-hmm. flying on an airplane is taxing on your body. Time zones, yeah. Time right. zones. Taxes like, to hotel, sleep, get up. They do. Warm-ups, physical training, all that shit. Yeah. And then they're trying to party and do and do crazy fun stuff with their homies at the bar after the show. Mm-hmm. And that's taxing on you. Like not like being a professional athlete, like Derek Jeter. I kind of imagine what Derek Jeter was like when he was in the league. I would imagine he was like super disciplined. Yeah, totally. Just in bed at nine o'clock yeah, yeah, every yeah. night, like getting he has the IV of like young children's blood just pumping into his veins every morning. Do you think, do you think that's what it takes? I think, I think so. Did you be that good? Not only does it take like an enormous amount of talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think it takes so much more discipline than anybody yeah. ha- fathoms. To maintain it, I believe, to for maintain sure. It. Like you can have a natural talent, I think, but maintaining that and ex- being the best of right. the best right. is definitely a discipline. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in in the off season too, I do this with like when I'm touring, like I'm pretty disciplined when I'm touring. Yeah, I don't drink when I'm on the road. I yeah, do eating. my best to get sleep. I'm eating all right. You eat pretty good. I am. I'm doing two hours of warm up every day. I'm running every day. I'm very disciplined on the road. When I'm off the road, dude, I am a pile of dog shit. <laughs> yeah, this guy plays McDonald's Monopoly like a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly, and in, in order for me to actually like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in order for me to have a leg up and to rise above, I have it's three sixty five a year. Yeah, and I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, do you think that anybody like who has been the best at what they do? came from not being inherently gifted at that thing? Mm, I don't know. I sure. doubt it. I doubt no, it. I think so. To be the absolute best? Yeah. So you're talking like LeBron yeah. James? Yeah. But like that's who we like go to. But yeah. 
I no, know, I, think you, I think like you probably like have a natural like, inclination of talent towards, like, if you're going to be Stephen King, it's not just like, oh, well, yeah, I just, like, decided one day that I liked writing or I thought that was going to be a fun career path and I just wrote every single day. Like, right. I think Stephen King probably had an inclination genetically towards that sort of occupation and then and then developed it took it from whatever let's say like talent is 20 percent, and then what you do to activate that talent is the other right and he just went above and beyond but well i think it's relative though because that's so subjective totally on like being the best of the best it it varies so much because stephen king probably like literary scholars isn't the best of the best writer he's very commercially successful sure so like what is the best versus michael bay very very true but let's just put all those people who are like epically successful into a little pool it's easy to to do with athletics because that's like well that's what i'm saying it's like you can be the quarterback for the cowboys but is jerry jones more successful i get your point i get like inherently more successful and i and i would i would make an argument that regardless of whether you're talking about Jerry Jones or you're talking about Des Bryant, both of those guys have a genetic disposition towards talent in those fields that have brought them to success. Des Bryant is obviously successful in a different capacity than Jerry Jones, but how maybe I'm understanding the question differently, Jules. How I understood your question was, do you think the best of the best have a natural talent towards that success baseline pre-existing right yeah and i would right. make the argument that yes that is the case yeah i don't think that you could be without some sort of bend towards talent to a, a specific field thing, especially in athletics i think i think well, in anything i think in yeah, anything I mean, i've i've had to yeah, maybe. you know i've had to check myself in regards to this theme before in my life because you know the people that I grew up with who were in my point of view in my frame of space the best of the best like our friend Travis Snyder went to go play professional baseball to me he was the greatest he obviously went to go play professionally and was proved to be challenged by the the actual MLB but I thought of the same thing for you Alan I was just like oh and then I gave me a chip on my shoulder because I was like oh these guys Travis from like the age of three was like hitting grand slams, you know, like it was crazy. He was already like had thunder thighs, the size of mine now when Mm. he was seven. Mm -hmm. And, and I was just like, well, he's just genetically gifted. Like he, and completely discounting the work ethic that went into it. So Mm. I was just like, oh yeah, Travis is obviously playing professional baseball because he was, he was inherently gifted at this thing, and there, if he wasn't, there'd be no other way for him to have done this. Right. And I thought the same with you until we, you know, we've had conversations about that where I was like, "Oh, Alan's like, Alan's inherently gifted at singing." People that you have worked with alongside that you have found to be incredible artists as well. You've been like, "Wow, like, I wonder even when they're at that level that you're at, how many people aren't inherently gifted?" Because I kind of. I was discrediting a lot of times for a long time the work ethic that actually went into it. And it's like, well, you have to have sure. both, I assume. 
So, yeah, um, I mean, it's. I think it's it, both. I mean, I'll chalk it up to like this where Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, right? He came in running the slowest 40 of a quarterback. He was a seventh round pick or whatever the hell he was. He was going to be a career backup. But every single person that's ever met him, like Jordan or LeBron, they're like, these guys are first and last out. Their right. work ethic is absolutely insane. Right. Where a guy like Jay Culler can throw at a football field, but the guy's a jackass. You know what I mean? He doesn't study. He just has a gift. Mm. Not to say that he right. doesn't work hard, but like in comparison to guys that excel beyond their natural abilities or gifts can be the best because part of their natural ability, I guess, is that they do have that work ethic versus just like a natural. Like you can't teach height, right? Like I can't mm. teach you seven feet. Mm. But being seven feet doesn't mean you're just going to be a really good basketball player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe we're. Uh, looking at it too um, coarsely in what is considered talent. Like we do this a lot with intelligence. We were talking about it a couple episodes ago. Mm. Like what is intelligence, right? So like we all have social intelligence where we can walk into a room, we can make anybody in that room like us. But you asked me to like engineer a carburetor and I'm lost. I'm never going to do that. You, you asked me like, about some sort of math and I'm just nothing. Right. So like we equate intelligence on this plane that's strictly binary based upon, you know, like the education system, which makes sense. Like, I don't know if there's any better system for it, but I think it's the same with talent. Like, I think there is people who have been gifted with a talent for work ethic Mm -hmm. that they have the ability to focus and see the future. Like if I put in this time every single day, that's a talent. And it may not be a physical talent like height or like shoulder width, you know, but I still think it's considered something. But to dive into that, what you were talking about, Jules, maybe a little bit more in depth of, you know, seeing people like that and discrediting the amount of work ethic that goes into something. Oh, they're just they're just born lucky. We we do that a lot. Like yeah, yeah. natural naturally human beings will look at somebody else oh, and go born a good skateboarder. They're born lucky. Yeah. And I think that that emotion right there is one of the most like personally deteriorating things you can do. Because I think it assumes a lot, which is always detrimental yeah. to assume, but it's also discrediting like how much luck you personally have. Like, first and foremost, the amount of luck that it would take simply for your specific sperm to meet an egg and for you to live, like, and to develop enough in the nine months. You know how many miscarriages there are? Too many. Just a simple fact that, like, your body somehow knows where to separate blood and oxygen and you're and and you're going to utilize your time on this earth the luck that you've been given like bonkers luck not only to just be born but to be born like in our circle mm-hmm. with our capabilities and our social capacity you're going to utilize your time to worry about like Travis's thighs you know like what no, a I mean, waste yeah, I mean, what I, a waste I, of your luck not you specifically but i'm talking to myself here cuz i do the same yeah. thing it's like oh yeah. it's so you know oh lucky is like uh, you know yeah, and i yeah. just don't think it does anything <clears throat> positive and i think that nowadays we are prone towards that bent because we're because there nobody's born at the same starting line 
everybody's born at different starting lines. And, and nowadays, depending on where your starting line is, you can get, you can get one-ups. Oh, well, I was, I was born this way. Or I was given this disadvantage. That's not nowadays. That's all time. It's all time, but it seems very, very prevalent right now. That's because it's your time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, true, I, but I, yeah. I definitely recognize now at this point in my life that <clears throat> that was, you know, my ego really kind of controlling where my head was going in those in 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 those thoughts um, towards who. who is inherently gifted who is working hard at something because i think now at this point in my life and in all of our lives it's it's becoming very clear that despite whatever kind of inherent gift you have work ethic is still going to override that and need to be present at all costs way over the fact of just riding on your innate ability to do something else yeah it's Uh, I, i think it's such a conundrum because you know it's just it's nuanced it's not it's not this and that it's right. it's all of it like mm-hmm. there's people who have incredible work ethic that aren't going to get their shine yeah yeah and it's funny when you try to like take one solution for a massive amount of experiences which is human life mm-hmm. right like when you're talking in these big generalities well it's work ethic over talent or it's talent over or it's position in life versus or it's health or you know it's like it's such a generalized conversation i know you know my brother was a super talented basketball player in high school state mvp like best player voted like given the award for best player in the state of washington his senior year went to college uh got a and and worked harder than anybody I've ever met at basketball. Uh-huh. And went to college and, like, b- barely got any minutes. Sure. And worked his ass off. And he was the, like, he was the ninth guy on the bench just, like, working in practice. He was the guy that was diving on the floor. He was the sure. guy that was in there before everybody, out before everybody. And it's still, like, it just, the physicality of the game. Sure. He didn't have it. Yeah. So it's, it's. It's yes and no. And to give advice about like, if it's just working, I think if you are going to give advice, the best advice you can give, because what people have the power to change is their work ethic. They don't have the power to change their physical gifts. I don't have the power to grow five extra inches, maybe in 40 years with CRISPR or something, you know, we might be able to do that. But, uh, but when, yeah, when you're giving advice, when I'm giving advice to Rudy, right, I'm going to say, what are the things I'm going to instill? Don't quit. You, you can't quit. If you start something, you're finishing it. That's it. And, and do it the best you possibly can. Yeah. And those are the, the, I think that's the best advice that you can give somebody. But it, does that necessarily mean like out, the outcome's going to be the same yeah. as every single human being who put? No, it's not. No, it's, it's I not, mean, in yeah. reality, it's not going to be the same outcome. But it's the best like foot forward that you can, that you can step. Totally. I think there's a chip. I think the chip, the chip on the shoulder, uh, comes a lot from recognizing people who are really gifted at something that lack work ethic. Because mm. it's just like, whoa, man! Like, what are you doing? Get like, do something here. Like, this yeah. is incredible. Like, what? Do you, like, it. It almost like 
feels offensive because I sometimes feel like I don't have an innate ability to do really anything. And so I'm just like trying things. I'm like, I'm, I'm relying way heavily, more heavily on my own work ethic that I'm constantly developing. And so when I see somebody that I'm like, that, that is obviously talented at something and they're just like, whatever, it's just like, give me that and mm. I'll go do something with it. Like this is, uh, this is, this is painful. Um, so I don't know. I, ultimately I shouldn't care because like it's not me and they get to do whatever they want. And if that's what they want to do, then that's what they get to do. But I just wish people would give themselves permission to like actually, you know, touch base with their work ethic. Look, and, don't and, resent and, me. I didn't want to become a professional dancer. Okay. <laughs> You I know so I'm naturally well, you know, fucking Steve, gifted. You have so much yeah. talent. Though. <laughs> I yeah, didn't dude. want to do it. I didn't like the tiny shoes. This is, an, this is an intervention. <laughs> this, this is I, knew an intervention. Was, I knew Jules was coming at an angle at me. I'm coming in, dude. You're I'm coming shark in the deep end. Look here, twinkle toes. What if Steve could stand on his, t- on his tippy toes like ballerinas? <laughs> How impressive would that be? I don't know. I would, I, I would <laughs> totally, I would just not be surprised. I'm rarely surprised <laughs> yeah. by the things that Steve is capable of doing. Yeah. I'm just like, of course you can do that. Wait, you can do that? Like, I mean, it makes sense. I don't know how you're able to do that, but you're doing it. I know. Like flip your eyelid inside out. I'm like, that. look at the talent there. It's such a skill. <laughs> I can move my ears. <laughs> look at the talent there. Wow. <laughs> can, what else are you? Can what else knows? I can swallow without a neck. That's incredible. I know. It's amazing. You said you can swallow without a neck. You got an Adam's apple? I don't know. It's buried under here. His Adam's apple fell off the tree it's many like years in, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an Adam's apple. He has an applesauce apple. Yeah, it's betwixt my clavicles. Betwixt. Betwixt. Let's make that our band name, dude. Betwixt my clavicles. I like it. I do, too. Yeah, that is a good name for a band. I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> Your Ramate just hit me in the, between the eyes. Oh my God, guys! I'm coming. I'm coming in uh, this week. Thank God, dude! You're not Next leaving. Week. I'm. I'm getting you blacklisted on every airline, so you can't leave. We're getting. We're getting well, a house, Jules. You're buying yeah, a house, and I'm gonna You're live in it. it. You're buying it. Okay. Yeah. I don't I have any money. I have a dog. He's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, actually, guys, actually, this brings up a good point. This is a good transition point for something that we can talk about for a minute. Okay. Because um, money is, is, the, is, the, is the point. And I just learned today that uh, six in 10 Americans agreed that they're more financially confident than before the pandemic started. Oh, that's agree? great. Yeah. Um, I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm not more financially confident but i'm more confident in my abilities to cultivate finance oh good band yeah cool thank you cultivate finance (laughs) Um, like i i've through the pandemic felt like Mm. this was the hardest two years financially for me that i've ever experienced in my adult life Mm -hmm. and that i had to work for every single dollar that i put in my bank account but what that did was it taught me that i am capable of putting dollars in my bank account, which before it was like, 
there was sort of a small machine happening with yeah, my yeah, revenue you were stream. Just getting money, and it was yeah. like, okay, well, we're gonna we got a show, we're gonna go do the show. Yeah, but it would take it would take a full band, it would take all these elements to make it work, and the pandemic, you know, the most overword overused word during the pandemic was pivot, right? But you had to, you had to come like we're in the entertainment sure. industry, you had to go like, what are we gonna do now? Mm-hmm. And the not that what I've done through the pandemic is any like shining example of incredible art, but just feeling the confidence in my ability to learn how to execute that art, the, the, the confidence in my ability to learn yeah, is I think the best thing that has come out of these two years and gives me the confidence of like, if tomorrow I was like, I'm not going to do this music thing anymore. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm gone too much or whatever the situation. Um, I have a level of confidence that I would be able to go and do something else do something and, else and make That's a awesome. living doing it. That is That's awesome. awesome how about, how about you guys? Uh, yeah, I, I feel similarly, <clears throat> mostly, mostly, <clears throat> sorry, in my, uh, efforts with you guys. Um, and, Partially with, I don't know, I think just because right now I'm, I've been so, I've put so much of my energy, like in this last month, especially towards like coming back to being in Spokane and working on these things that we're going to start working on. Uh, but I think being in the pandemic and and being around you guys and learning how to do that pivot and learning how to cultivate some kind of wealth from nothing was such a rewarding realization for me as somebody who realistically just wants to actually be creating things for a living as it is. Mm. Um, but I think like I agree with the, the, I agree that like I have become more conscious and, and more confident, but I also feel like I'm taking bigger risks now at this point in my life where I'm like right now, I feel like I'm in this period of, of investment in myself and in what I'm going to do. So like I'm coming to be with you guys. I'm not working. I don't actually have a job. I'm not like employed. I'm, I'm fully um, accountable for what happens from here on out. You guys are, are people that are part of this uh, community that I'm, that I'm a part of and building and building around. But I have to be disciplined enough to create the wealth that I want and need to have to keep me going. And so I feel like the seeds are planted, but they're like, I'm looking out at the garden and nothing has like come from it yet. Mm. And I'm like trying to water it and I'm trying to tend to it, but I'm like, please God, like let this fucking be an incredible garden, I suppose, you know, Mm. and like, let me figure out how to, how to like really get the best harvest that I can out of this thing. Um, and so there's a little bit of fear attached to that because I just don't know. There's some uncertainty, but ultimately I'm just, I don't like confidence is an interesting word, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm just really filled with gratitude for being at this point in my life where I have the courage to make those decisions and to like jump off, jump out of the plane and not like really know how I'm going to land, but be like, Mm. all right, like I'm pumped for myself because I've wanted to jump for a long time 
and I just sure as shit hope that there's like some mattresses down below <laughs> to like catch me when I fall. Um, so I don't know that that might be kind of hard to interpret. But, no, that was well put. Um, that was nice. Yeah, scary, but like it's crazy because like again, I've said it a million times. Like uh, my life right now just feels like equally. like equally as exciting as it does terrifying and i think that's a good place to be for me it it definitely feels motivating and like all right dude like it's 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 show up for yourself time yeah yeah. and like prove it yeah i don't know what if your life wasn't like kind of exciting and kind of terrifying at the age of you know what are we 30 i'm 34 what are you jules 35 what are you steve 56 56 years old yeah uh then yeah, I don't know if that would. I don't know if you're taking enough chance. I don't know if you're like putting the wheels on the ground enough. If you're not kind of a little bit looking into the future, being like, "Ooh, this this could go haywire." Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, because then you're not, you know, if if you're not putting, if you're not taking a risk, like if if there's not some sort of risk involved in the, your forward motion, then, um. Or at least for me personally, I'm sure there's some people who are like, I hate that risk. I need something very safe. Sure. You know, I'm totally sad. I'm sure those people exist, but I, my reality, like I can't, I, I can't, ex- it's hard for me to think about a life where I would exist in that capacity where I'm not like taking, Pursuing, taking cuts in the yeah. bat, in the batter's box. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's cool because I'm recognizing that I am capable and I think there's confidence in that, in that like. I can do what I say I want to do. I've proven it to myself in so many different areas of my life. And now, professionally, I'm starting to approach it from this place of, all right, like, if this is what you say you are going to do, prove it. Prove it. Like, just just make it happen. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, I know I don't work very smart i i think i work a lot harder than that and and i'm learning trying to learn how to get smarter at that and more efficient and for me that's just come from doing it and and you know like whittling whittling it down to being like okay cool now i kind of have like a better understanding of how to approach this thing that isn't 150 steps as of now it's you know 60 steps instead which still could get down to probably two if I was actually smart, but still, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, ultimately just glad that this is where I'm at in my life. And, um, yeah, it feels like an investment period for me, like coming out to see you guys and to do stuff and to like really kind of just like you mean moving move out here. I mean, to coming be, out to move and like being out. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Did you hear that, Steve? Is there a move in there? I don't know. Slowly but surely. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's just, it's, it is, it is <laughs> interesting. Moving thing is, it is, I don't know, man. Like, I, migration? Was that what he said? I, I migrate out there? He I don't doesn't know. need to move out here, but I definitely heard him say he's going to buy me a house. Oh, yeah. oh, because well, he said investment period. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's some Look. good investment. A lot of good, uh, <laughs> a lot of good investment properties in New York City for uh, folk of our uh, revenue stream to get in at the base floor. I'm below Look, guys, the base oh, floor. I mean, realistically, I'm trying to like do something with you guys that's ultimately going to make us a fucking shit ton of money. I mean, that's not the goal. My goal isn't to just be rich by any means necessary. But How about just like enough money to live comfortably in a city totally. that's not New York City? <laughs> For sure, dude. But like, I, like I. But also, acting is such a huge part of my life. That of course, I, but yeah, I'm also course. figuring out how to do that 
in this way. You know, I have scripts, sure. I have projects, I have things that I'm trying to achieve. And at this point in my life, I'm just like, okay, now's the time to start doing those things rather than sitting around waiting for an agent to call me and be like, Hey bro, you got like an audition. So you should spend the whole day preparing for it and then not getting it. You know, like, yeah, that's I'm gotta be, like, I, I like that, that, um, with your experience with acting, that's the part of it that constantly like blows my mind. Oh, just constant rejection. Yeah. Constant. Like the character yeah, I mean, development just, that has come out of that for you must be just so vi- like you couldn't get that in any other scenario. Maybe sales job. Maybe. Maybe like if you were the guy, salesman. if you were the guy at the mall who's just like, "Hey, bro," you know, like he just tries to strike up conversation. Mm-hmm. I really like that hat, man. Hey, I'm selling cell phones over <laughs> here. T-Mobile, bro. Yeah, but the difference between that is that somebody like as an actor, you're selling yourself. So it, you know, yeah, you're at least selling a, you're selling a perspective of a character through your personal experience of life. Yeah. It's hard not to take it personally. For sure. Yeah. It's fucking wild. You learn, you learn how to, to not because you have to, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you you learn, learn. (laughs) you breathe, you learn, you cry, you learn, you live, you learn, you smile, you learn, you fall, you learn. I think he's definitely given up on being a singer and moving into real estate. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come one way or another, and it, it's always gonna be a. You better make sure she be a, comes first. She always does. Hey. hey. Um, it's a good way to wrap up the podcast, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's end it there. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> no, 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 Steve. Uh, come on. Whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you know what, though? I do want to say this before this episode wraps up, that we have one more episode after this until we're taking our season break. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're going to do. So uh, I just want the listeners out here to know that uh, we're going to be uh, making a pivot and rebranding and taking a intentional season break um, for mm, maybe like four to six weeks. Some t- I don't know. Alan told me not to give timelines. <laughs> don't tell people timelines. We'll be back. Yeah, but and we'll, but be, we'll be back. Better we'll, than be ever. we'll be continuing to give uh, like snippets and clips and keep and staying engaged with everybody. But we're going to we're going to come back better than ever. Yeah. It's going to be a better podcast. It's going to be funner. We're going to be together. Um, it's going to be great. So um be be looking out for for the changes to happen but uh yeah we got one more episode babies yeah. and then we're going on a little break we're going we're gonna, into hibernation we're gonna have a party with you guys on the next episode so look forward to that everybody everybody come on down come on come on down dude slow fade on the boom bam boom bang i'm sweating <laughs> we love all y'all. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Oh, boo boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one? Huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family. Yep. Yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew. Huh? Check it out. Patreon.com slash live at the lodge. <laughs>